The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason. Welcome to our first uh, podcast of 2021. And today on the podcast, we're going to uh, start with talking about our conversations, uh, particularly godly conversations. But before we get into our topic today, uh, here's my question for the new year for you, Jason. Um, What are a couple podcasts uh, that you listen to uh, during the week? Oh, man. That's an interesting question that like can really like alienate some of our <laughs> listeners now. Um, might be offensive to uh, people that think I listen to their podcasts. And so um, uh, what are the ones that I... So I, I will say that uh, unfortunately, because I don't have much of a commute any longer... Uh, that's kind of reduced the number of podcasts that I listen to. Uh, but I will do a, a little uh, shout out to our good friends at Back to the Reformation uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, they're friends of ours, and, and I like a lot of the interviews that they do. And so I try to listen to that when I get a chance. Uh, and then the one that I was you know, most consistently uh, listening to um, is... Uh, um, Oh my gosh. Now I've forgotten the name of it uh, with Carl Truman. Uh, what's the one with Carl Truman? Oh man. Uh, mortification of spin. Yes. Sorry. I'm like, why can't I think of uh, mortification of spin uh, with Carl Truman and Todd Pruitt? I, I really, really enjoy those guys uh, a lot. Um, and so when I get a chance to go for a walk or something, those are the guys that I try to try to listen to, I guess, along with the briefing, with Moeller, but I get depressed when I listen to that a little bit. So, um, yeah, those are the, the, the big ones for me. Are there any, uh, like non, non-Christian, uh, podcasts you listen to? Yeah. Uh, you know, truthfully, no, okay. uh, my wife listens to, you know, all the criminal stuff. Cause that's her nice. field, you know, the fr- <laughs> uh, m- murderer podcasts or whatever, serial killer podcasts and stuff. Uh, so I've listened along with her. And she does some historical ones. So once in a while, I'll listen with her. But I, I most of the stuff I listen to is is uh, the Christian guys. Not that I'm trying to be pious or anything. That's just what I happen to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Roger? Uh, I listen to so many uh, different ones during the week. Uh, you named a few of them that I listen to. A uh, couple other ones I, I really like. mentioned to you earlier, I like the Happy Rant. Um, mm. uh, those guys are great. Make me laugh a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of non-Christian podcasts too. I like to listen to news podcasts. So, mm. um, I'll probably take from some heat for this one, but I do like listening to the daily, which is a new New York times podcast ooh, because ooh. I love oh. hearing from the horse's mouth. I, mm. I want to hear the perspective from the person and not an interpretation. So I may disagree with a lot of what I'm listening to, but there are some things I agree with. And I'm just like, this is really good just to think. Um, and then because I'm a tech nerd, I listen to tech podcasts and money podcasts. That's another part of my life. So, um, yeah, there's a a variety that I like to listen to during the week. It's funny, I guess, for someone who 
does a podcast, I don't listen to enough podcasts. You sound like you, you got this thing down. I, maybe I need to start listening more, uh, get a better sense of what's out there. I, I do listen. I just remembered now when you said that, I guess I listen on occasion to Ben Shapiro because um, he covers a lot of information fast. He's the fastest talking guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds like some good ones. I'll, I'll have to, not the techie ones. Those don't sound very interesting to me, Roger. Sorry. But, <laughs> but, but these other ones, I, that's an interesting idea to listen directly uh, to some of these other uh, news sites, uh, their podcast. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talking about podcasts, let's uh, begin our conversation uh, uh, this new year. The and conversation they, about conversations, right? Yeah, and you brought up this topic, so so all this is on you today about talking Great. about <laughs> about godly conversations. I think it's a it's an interesting topic to think through, and and really, we're just talking about what we what we. Uh, have conversations about whether we're at church, whether we're at home in our families or with our friends. Just what about the words that we're using on a daily basis? But I guess to start out the conversations uh, or start off this conversation, what does a godly conversation look like? What, What should be our aims or our goals in thinking about even this topic? Like, why is this important? Um, that you brought it up. Let, let me let me start a, a little bit different way here. So so let me tell you where where this came from. Uh, I have a close group of friends uh, who I love dearly, hang out with on a regular basis. A group of guys, and um, we had gone out a couple months ago now because we've been trapped in here, right? So bef- before the, the li- latest uh, shutdown, <laughs> we we had gone out and we were just hanging out. Um, and I was sitting there at the table going, we're not really having, you know, a lot of significant conversations. It's more just joking mm. back and forth, um, which is not necessarily bad, but I, I, it triggered a thought in my mind that, that I guess maybe more of a frustration that these are my brothers. They're all believers. These are my brothers and we're not going deeper into conversation that is helpful when we're all together. Now, part of it is when you get a group of five or six people together, it's different than one-on-one. And and that I was reminded that because I talked to one of the guys about it. Um, So that was something that triggered a thought in my mind. Why aren't we going deeper? Uh, Then I I, uh, spoke to my wife, asked her about her conversations with friends <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, w- w- you know, what does that look like? And, and so we, we got into uh, a conversation about conversations and I think I, I got some pushback from people that I was talking to about it. Um, and I think rightly because their question back to me was, Hey, does every conversation have to be about God mm. to be a godly conversation? And it forced me to have to stop and think. So obviously not every conversation has to be about God, but what was my expectation that led to a frustration? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's gotten me thinking about it. So I actually just wanted to hear you tell me what you think. So I could just sit back and listen, uh, Roger. So I thought you had all the answers. So there it is. Uh, No, but this is, I mean, that that's kind of where this came from uh, is what, you know, it, 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 should I have been frustrated? Is that frustration justified? Um, maybe it's justified in some way, uh, but it, it's it's worth digging deep into this question. 
because as believers, you know, we want to have God honoring, God glorifying conversation. We, we want every part of our lives to honor the Lord. That includes our conversation. But what does a God honoring conversation look like? Is there a uh, clear kind of here's what it should be like? And as I thought about it, I'll be honest, my answer is no, there is definitely no cookie cutter. This is what it ought to look like. Um, but there's guidance in scripture. Um, and I think we should would think about that. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Like mm-hmm. why that question came up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I guess I think that we need to say praise the Lord after everything we say, right? That that's the God, the conversations we're supposed to have with one another. Well, you could just abbreviate and say PTL. <laughs> okay, there we go. You don't, uh, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the full sentence, but yeah, that's right. In a text the, message, our text message conversation. That's right? right. We could text it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, I guess that, that, that's a, that's a, is it, is it the words that we use? Do we have to always say praise the Lord? Do we have to, you know, my, my, my wife pushed back. She's like, do I always have to have a chapter and verse included in my conversation? (laughs) I say something and I'm like, Ephesians two, you know, (laughs) I'm sure that goes great in building your marriage. (laughs) Yeah. It, 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 it did because it's good it's good pushback on yeah. on uh, my kind of narrow thinking I think on the topic uh, yeah. it, it did make me go back and reconsider um, yeah I know that you've challenged us a lot after after your messages at church that you, that you encourage us when we're fellowshipping hey talk about the word talk about the yeah. message talk about this in Bible studies and and you've 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 tried to push us toward that and try to get us to right. engage with scripture which is a good thing I guess I think of it as this with this angle that if we think of scripture and we think of our words, uh, Jesus says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. That what's filling our hearts is what's coming out of our mouths. So yeah. in a sense, our conversations and our words are naturally uh, revealing the state of our heart. It's revealing yeah. what we're passionate about, what we're interested in, what we're thinking about, what we're wanting. Those start to become revealed in our words. So maybe part of it, if it's, it's revealing a lot about us, that it's yeah. not naturally coming out when we're engaging with one another. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think that um, I always wonder, wait a minute, if, if Christ is the center of our lives and our lives revolve around him on the throne, why is that not more of what we talk through together and talk about and um, why is it so easy to, to joke around kind of almost empty chatter, you know, Mm. Um, but not get serious and, and talk about, Hey, where are you right now? What are you wrestling with in in life? But I think, so I I think definitely what you're bringing out is important. What's inside is what's going to come out, but I think there are also some external barriers um, I think there are a certain group of guys or certain people every time I'm with, it so naturally goes to conversations that have some depth. Yeah. Um, but even if I'm with those guys in a, in a larger setting, it's harder. So I think size of the group can make a difference. Sure. Um, I think there, there's some reasons that we get uncomfortable going deep. Maybe certain individuals make it harder for us or just the, the context. 
Uh, and then sometimes the ice is broken and then we start going really deep. Why? What is the hindrance? Um, what's stopping us from going deep with people? Do you think some of it is identity? I mean, think of your role, you know, pastor of the church. Yeah. You know, yeah. and being wanting to kind of save, you, you know, be careful with your words around the pastor. I right? ever hear that somebody says yeah. something like, oh, sorry, I said it. it's like, why are you apologizing to me? Like, you know, it's, yep. but, but you can get that of there's, there's, there's a part of us that we know our words reveal us. So we're careful with what we say with who we're talking to. And, and we don't all, we, we, we keep our guard up. We're not letting our guard down, but when the guard does go down, you realize there's a lot there to talk about. And there's a yeah. lot there that can be helpful. It's getting from that one part, one stage to the next. And I don't yeah. think you're saying in every conversation has to be that. And that's not what we're pushing toward because there's right. a, there's a place for the other topics we're going to talk about of joking and sarcasm. I think uh, we should bring up in a moment, but just in general, yeah, are we having these conversations and why aren't we having as many as we, we could have with our fellow brothers and sisters? Yeah. Well, it's, so what you bring up is really important too. There's a certain level of um, comfort that we have to have with each other. And yeah, th this group of friends clearly are comfortable with me because whatever comes out of their mouth just comes out, which is good. <laughs> um, but but in terms of, uh, you're right, there are a lot of people that are very cautious around the elders or the pastors. and and But it's very easy for a pastor or an elder to bring up spiritual conversation, mm -hmm. right? Um, because it's expected. And maybe that's what's hard on others, right? It's not mm -hmm. expected. So they're trying to come up with an angle, a way and uh, they just kind of wait for it to come up naturally, which I, I applaud. I think that that's, there's some wisdom in that too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of unfair for me, you know, it's easy for a doctor to talk about medicine. It's easy for an engineer to bring up the engineering. It'd be weird for me to start bringing up engineering, right? <laughs> so I'd have to be crafty, but this is who we are as Christians. You don't have to be a pastor to be a Christian. So shouldn't this be more of who we are uh, in yeah. conversation? Um, and that brings back to, okay, wh what, what are we looking for? What would make a, a godly conversation? Honestly, just something that builds up. Yep. That, that's what I'm, I'm kind of looking for. I was thinking, and, and you and I have talked about uh, Ephesians 4.29, right? Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. That doesn't have to be chapter and verse. It doesn't have to be a theological conversation. Hey, what, what are the attributes of God today? How do they bear on your life? No, I, but are we speaking words of truth that encourage each other? Are we going beyond the superficial? You know, sometimes the superficial is good because we'll get to that. The joking is good to lighten the mood, to lighten our hearts, et cetera. But most of the time when we're together, if we care about each other, we want to bless each other. What's going to bless the moment? If I'm hanging out with you, Roger, some of the things that you and I talk about are, well, how, how are you doing at work? Because I know that things have been going a certain way, mm -hmm. let's say, or how are things at home with the kids? We, we want to we encourage each other. And we know these are the things that we're dealing with on a daily basis. And that was what my wife was pushing me on going just because I don't bring up chapter and verse, but if I'm talking about 
real daily life, that's a godly conversation. I have to admit that is. Yeah. Well, I think because sometimes we separate, you know, the sacred and the secular. Yeah. Where we think that certain things are sacred and certain things are not. And that's where mm-hmm. we get into trouble. Um, in, in even as we're talking about our conversations, as if God is not a part of all of our life. Well, that's right. He is part of all of our life. And it is that encouragement, that building one another up and just the normal day-to-day things we say that are part of us being believers and honoring uh, the Lord. And I think that as you bring up that Ephesians 4.29 passage, the first part is emphasized, but the second part's forgotten. Mm-hmm. The focus is all, all on, okay, don't say corrupting things. Don't let those corrupting things come out of your mouth. Right. Instead of saying, but wait, there's a positive side that is so missing from life today is that encouragement that building one another up it seems that just the air we breathe is tearing people apart criticizing dividing um we see that all around us but that encouragement we know even scripture speaks to it of that encouraging word can uplift the heart you're paraphrasing from the proverbs that just that one word to that person that day may be something that just changes the direction of where they were headed and, you know, when we're around each other at church and we're fellowshipping, shouldn't we even think about that of who's one person I can encourage today? Yeah. Just with something in their life, like you're saying, just ask him how something's going in their life. Yep. And, and it's, it's really as simple as that and, and ask and mean it, mm-hmm. you know, be, be there to, to listen it could be they could go off on on what's frustrating them. They could they could certain you know suddenly open. I, I was just reading in a book about a a guy who a Christian man who who was speaking to the guy working at his house. Even the guy was working on a project. I can't remember what it was, plumbing or something. Mm-hmm. And then he he just asked him a couple questions as the guy was wrapping up and and going to leave. And the guy just ended up opening up to him and pouring out what was going on inside just because someone was willing to even listen. So using the opportunities to bless, to uplift, to build up, particularly with other believers we're talking about in this particular conversation, right? Edify, which means to build up. How, how are we doing? So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, this deep theological conversation. What have you read today in scripture? It can be, you know, we can include that. Um, but, but let it be something that's beyond uh, just the joking and the laughing at times. That's really important. We'll get to that. And, and, and let's, let's build each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's sharpen each other mm-hmm. in conversation. That's why I want, you know, after church, I don't want it to be all, you know, how did the Dodgers do today? Or what's the weather like? That's fine. That's not a, but we can go deeper than that. We're, yeah. we're, we're siblings in Christ. We can go deeper. And we often shape each other by what we say. An angry person makes another person angry. A critical person influences that other person to be critical. It's just yeah. natural on how God made us. So when we're encouraging and building one another up, that's also shaping. It becomes a culture within ourselves. Yeah. And it, it's important because it's happening to us just by the way we're speaking. And I often catch myself 
when I'll be critical or negative on something, I'm like, oh, oh wait, I'm making others around me think that way. I'm, yeah. I'm shaping them and I want to be careful when, about that because that's not where, where I, what I know is right. I want, I want to honor the Lord with my words, but often I see my, my, my sin come out. And I got to catch myself in that because I know that other person's going to build on that. And that's what you see. You see, just look at politics, right? I mean, that's that's how rhetoric really works. If you just start shaping everybody and you get a whole uh, group who are all, you know, impassioned about something, either angry about something or, uh, or that. So yeah, our words are important. And, And that's right. And we give each other perspective, with our, or, or we can give each other a different perspective with our words. Um, you, you're saying that that angry rhetoric that comes out, and you're so right. And either we can choose to build on that and make it even more angry, you know, more frustrated, etc., or we can try to speak a word of grace into that that will shape the way we think about it. So it's it's kind of what we say, you know, when when someone passes away. We recently had a death in our congregation when someone passes away, suddenly we start thinking more about the words we're going to use in speaking to the family or to others about it. And that's right. That's we should be thinking carefully about it. Paul says that we should remind each other, right? Encourage each other by reminding each other of what we believe as Christians about death. Um, I think that's true about other parts of life too. When someone comes, they've lost a job. We should speak grace into that situation by reminding them, don't just commiserate with them about how awful it is that the market is terrible and there's no jobs out without being callous to what they're experiencing. We can just kind of gently speak truth into that moment. Now Mm. we got to be careful because we could also end up like Job's friends think we're speaking truth into a suffering life (laughs) and, and instead be, be way off and, and harmful. But the, the, the way scripture talks about encouraging each other, we want to remind each other about God's grace, his promises. Um, and maybe sometimes the best conversation is no conversation at all. Just be there with each other. Uh, I think that's important. Presence matters. Um, so, but we, we do, we do want to turn conversations at times, change the mood. If it's going in an ungodly direction, that's how we could keep the conversation godly as well. So in thinking about changing the mood and even how we can use that in our conversation that brings up an area that makes it lighthearted and, and yeah. can be helpful thinking of joke, joking and, and sarcasm yeah. can be, be used both for good and bad. But even thinking about that, where, where is the place for that? How does that help even, even build each other up? How can that help encourage one another? Yeah. You know, I'm a really serious person. Um, so I just think we're, we're, we should just never joke. And I think we need to just be somber and serious. Like we have this impression of the Puritans, you know, they never smiled. Um, this is, this is the picture that I have. Uh, no, obviously joking can be, uh, and, and in many ways is, uh, what do they say? Laughter is the best medicine. There are times, honestly, even when there, it's the, the, the toughest, deepest, darkest moment where someone has just lost a loved one. When I go off to visit someone who's lost a loved one, mm. there are moments that 
a, a gentle joke about whatever it is, a memory of the person. It just breaks the ice and allows the heart to kind of heal a little bit. Hmm. I don't think it's bad at all uh, to, 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 to joke together. As a matter of fact, I think it's, it helps quite a bit to be willing to even laugh at ourselves a little. And um, I've seen it changed entire the course of the evening when the ice is broken by yeah. someone laughing, joking, you brought up, uh, brought up sarcasm. Look, there, there are, there are boundaries to this. <laughs> we should be careful. Um, and, and sarcasm can be biting, which can be helpful and useful. Actually, that can speak truth in a different way. Um, but we, we, we don't want to be putting people down. We don't want to be, uh, insulting. I think that we've got to be careful about, uh, but even sarcasm can be appropriate in, in certain moments. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and I even think back to some of our meetings or elder meetings where <laughs> we have those moments. Don't expose too much, man. I, hey, I, careful. I <laughs> careful. <laughs> no names will be spoken, but you Great. know who you are, what you said. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but just those moments of laughter, of, of even joking and sarcasm, where, where it's done in a context of love and it's done in a context where you know you care about each other and you're not trying to... Uh, to be harmful but it's just lighthearted. you're just laughing at yourself and just it's just it is what it is kind of thing and you're just having a good time but then it can't be used as a weapon and we know that yeah. that's where it becomes harmful where you know you're using it in a way to hurt the other person you're either getting back at them um for something and you're just trying to uh, you can tell they're being hurt by it and you're yeah. not having self-control that's where it becomes harmful but i think it. Hey, look, we live in a broken, fallen world. Yep. If we don't laugh and and don't have a little uh, 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 those times, we're gonna lose our mind. Um, yeah. It's all we go through. And and honestly, that same group of guys that I was talking about, those are the guys that know how stressed I can be, how burdened I can be, and when we're together, they often lighten my load by joking around. And we just have fun conversations too, that just make us laugh that, that reprieve that we, that little bit of a respite, you know, that we get from life. Like you're saying the one thing that we, and, and I'm not saying that that group is, is I think cautious with this, but one of the things that we have to be real careful with is jokes can uh, take a light, you know, have a life of their own and go off. And one of the things that Paul is very you know, speaks to uh, regularly is this idea of crude jokes or yeah, unwholesome sure. talk and filthy talk. Look, innuendo, these types of things, these are things that we need to be very cautious with. We need to make sure we're not heading a direction that is going to dishonor the Lord in the joking. And we have to be aware that sometimes joking with certain people could be harmful or hurtful or offensive to them. Mm -hmm. Um uh, not with my group of guys, <laughs> those guys, they, they like the offense. They, they don't, that's not a, you know, it's not a problem. And, and sometimes to be honest, we can bring up a topic that we want to address with the joking that, that starts the conversation as you got to do, you got to be wise. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes you got to know your audience, Yeah. but, but joking can really uplift the spirit. My dad, you guys, many people know my dad, <laughs> he's a jokester. Yes. He's that's just who he is all the time. That's not fake. Mm -hmm. It's not for the stage, you know. <laughs> that's who, 
and it uplifts us honestly yeah. you know he doesn't use biting sarcasm he's not harming anyone with it but he lightens the load yeah. And then he gets serious when he needs to. And I think that can be a real helpful thing. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, we're coming up on, on time in this conversation. We can think of so many different, different angles on, on even joking and sarcasm. I think just share one proverb of, of maybe our limits of uh, where we could be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes from Proverbs 26, 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. Scripture says, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so, yeah, uh, careful with our words. But I think that at the end of the day, what we remember um, about this and about conversations, about our godly conversations, joking, sarcasm, all these different things we've been talking about is that our words do reveal who we are. And it's naturally the state of our heart at, at a certain time period that is starting to come out. And we can know a lot about each other by the words we use. Uh, sure. with one another. And so um, remembering that our words are important, that we don't use them flippantly, um, yeah. and that we, we uh, um, address those uh, things that are coming out of our heart when we see them revealed in our words, and we can help each other out in that. Uh, yeah. We can use them to encourage, to build up, and something that uh, would be helpful to all of us, especially as we enter this new year coming off last year and how difficult it was for many people what if we use this year to encourage and not just this year but our lives together to encourage and build people up just find a person once a week just encourage that person send them a text message uh, to create that i think it's good for your own soul too because you start focusing on others you forget yourself and it also helps encourage yourself as you're encouraging other people. Yeah, amen. So we hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. Uh, feel free to send us an email, send us some feedback on what you what you like. If you don't like something, we'll, we love all feedback and uh, hope to hear from you and hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast, tell others about and hope it's useful uh, in your life. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.